for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And guys, we're here recording an episode today. We're talking about a movie from tomorrow, but uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Guys, how you doing? Oh, so good. Better than before. I think I think we were dealing with that that heat wave the last time we were oh, recording. Yeah, you're right. It is comfortably 80 degrees. I was like, yeah, when we were in the midst of that like 100 degree weather, I was com- like just talking to somebody. I was like, I can't wait for it to be way too hot of 80 degrees in a in like a week rather mm-hmm. than like a blistering 100 degrees, but and most people also don't understand if they're from a hot place, why 100 degrees is even a problem. But it's because nobody here has any air conditioning whatsoever. Right. It, the, Plus the humidity. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're one of those people who's like, ew, you're complaining, fudge you. Go back to your 100 degrees and we'll hang out in the comfortable uh, 75 degrees here in Seattle that it is now. Yeah. Also, like. You, you're you're going from like 60 degrees a couple days before probably to <laughs> yeah. 100 degrees that's right. a big shift yeah yeah so i um truly i do have a major sympathy for places that are regularly 90 100 degrees um global warming is no joke and uh fuck climate change sucks <laughs> but uh anyways guys let's like a huh? yes you forget about me look my way girl something <laughs> breakfast movies we've seen let's stop talking about that silly stuff of climate change let's get to some real news movies we've seen huh uh the important um, stuff yeah rob what have you what have you seen well i wanted to ask real fast and i hope i hope this is kosher i hope you don't need to edit this one out uh but we you did recently see uh, someone that we heard in the movies we've seen theme. Oh, that's why uh, that just voice a moment sounded, ago. That, that's why that voice sounded so familiar to me. Yeah, I just, um, me and my wife just went and saw the new Fast and Furious, and we saw Ben Horak right there at the theater, and we watched the movie in the same row with uh, old Ben. Now, what was better, People Fast Nine or seeing Ben? <laughs> Ben's we've seen. Um, what was the question, Robert? Sorry, I said what was better, better seeing uh, Ben or seeing the movie? Well. Only one of these things I consider family. Mm. So it was better seeing the movie. Um, just kidding. It was a it was a treat for both. Like, what of better course. way to see a, a big stupid action movie than to see it with your buddies, huh? Oh boy, I was worried you were saying what better to see a big stupid guy like Ben walking around. <laughs> then and... <laughs> if you're gonna see <laughs> that big dummy, you might as well do it while you're seeing something you like, like Fast and the Furious. Uh, no, that's very exciting. And uh, shout out to Ben because he is, hey, we wouldn't have this segment without him. That's right. We wouldn't know what to talk about if it weren't for Ben. Um, we, and like you mentioned, to transition back, I we, we've we both seen uh, F9, yeah. as it's called. The Fast Saga. Um, but I won't talk about it too much. Uh, maybe we'll do an ep on it at yeah. some point. I would like to. Um, I would like to point out real quick the naming mechanics for these movies. I yes. I love that they will not stick to anything. Like it's no. There's no convention that I, and especially like 
I was looking up Fast and the Furious 8 and I couldn't find it. And I'm like, oh, right, because it's like the Fate play the on Furious. words, like Fate yeah. of the Furious. And I was like, okay. like <laughs> They just don't care. I mean, like, it's it's the Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast 5, Fast and Furious 6, Furious Unless 7, you have... Fate oh, of the Furious, and then F9, the Fast Saga. It's just like... It's just, it's whatever they feel like. and Unless you have something really clever, it should really just be numbered. They did that even like a tr- with the trilogy, like the, uh, can you, uh, How to Train Your Dragon, How to Train Your Dragon 2, like the Lost World or, or uh, uh, world, something yeah. or other. There's there's definitely like, or maybe just called f- number two. And then instead of number three to finish it out, it's The Hidden World. And I was like, but now you could think it was the second or I, it's just weird to me that they don't, I don't know. It just seems silly to me. Yeah. I heard anyway, someone say that, that they really hope the next movie was Fast 10 Year Seatbelts. <laughs> well, did they announce that I think it's going to end with 10 and it's a two-parter? It's a two-parter, yeah. That's what yeah. I've heard. Two more movies, one more installment, technically. <clears throat> I would Should like to exciting. say, again, not a not a major spoiler for the movie, but they talk about Elsa Pataki's character and Michelle Rodriguez is like, you know, she's in heaven, right? And my prediction, oh. my joke prediction was they were going to go to heaven in the last one. And I thought, oh my God, what if Dom says, now let's go get her or something. And I was just like, please, 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 please make my dreams come true. Let them like burst through the gates of heaven in their cars. It's a pretty, uh, I might be misremembering, but it definitely seems to reference itself a lot in the sense of like the meta-ness of the movie and kind of like, it almost feels like they lean super hard into like, Oh boy, we have to point out that this is wild because the audience isn't going to believe it. It's like we've been believing it for eight movies, though. Yeah, it's this not, one, you don't have to necessarily do that. Yeah. Uh, again, we'll we'll get more into it maybe when you see it, Max. We'll but that. this one, it's really heavy on the like we're aware of what we've been doing, and we know yeah. it's this is a lot of this is hard to grasp. And just so you know, we also know we're an an, an absurd movie. Yeah. Um, but they are having fun with it, and I was having fun watching it. So yeah, it, it's a it's a choice. Yeah, um, it's a choice. So stuff I have seen, um, other than F nine, other than today's movie, um, I haven't watched all of it uh, of it and finished yet. But it's I watched um, some of No Sudden Move, which is the new Steven Soderbergh movie, mm. and it's got a really stacked cast. I should pull it up and see Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, David Harbor, John Hamm. Ray Liotta, Kieran Culkin, Noah Jupe, Brendan Fraser, Julia Fox. Oh my God. Wow. So many people in it. Um, it's in like the 1950s in, I think it's in Detroit. And it's kind of just like a heist gone wrong and everyone kind of like trying to uncover who's behind it all and backstabbing each other and staying on the run from corrupt police and people double crossing. It's, it's, it wasn't it's frustrating though i mean i know i haven't finished it but like it wasn't just like grabbing me by the time i had stopped it for the night Mm -hmm. and it was a shame because i think it has like so many things going for it not least of all the the huge cast of great people it was so fun to see brazen i know brendan fraser's done like the doom patrol and a a few small things but i'm just like happy to see him in a role and doing stuff again too because i've always really liked him um and you watched but half I would, of that, I'm, it's, which is interesting because you saw it in theaters, correct? No, no, no. This was on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I'll just uh, call hey, it can a you night, guys. Shut the projector down. I'll be back in a little bit. I mean, to be fair, they. I mean, I was surprised. Like when I saw F9, the theater had 
two other groups like there was another couple and then a group of like four or five people that left like an hour into the movie <laughs> which wow. i thought was weird so that was an instance of someone like leaving halfway. They Maybe they H thought it would pause when they left the room. Yeah, I don't know. As soon as they saw Hill and Mirror and they were like, well, we got what we wanted. And, uh, Oh boy. Um, Maybe they just were really pissed that they, they finally figured it out that they were in on the joke. Right. They, they, they mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. When they referenced like, it and we're like, they're like, they're talking down to us. <laughs> um, anyway. So, I, but even, so even though I have not finished, I would still give a recommendation, uh, to it. Uh, did I even say the name of the no sudden move? Yeah. Um, only because like, yeah, the cast is so stacked and I'm assuming it'll have more crazy betrayals and things before it's all over. So I'm going to finish that one out. I think for Max, um, once you said one. Julia Fox, you uh, say no more when it came to Max. Yeah. You think for Julia, Julia Fox, Fox, right? I forget who Julia Fox she's is. A, she's she's the hidden gems. Sandler's Sandler's girlfriend in Uncut Gems. Uncut oh gems. yeah, if yeah. if you're gonna be in uh, Uncut Gems with Sandler, <laughs> for sure. She's uh she's Hubie Halloween's wife now, <laughs> canonically. Um, the other movie I saw and I have watched twice now, um, is Werewolves Within with Sam Richardson. Oh, I haven't seen that. And um, that is based on. Said a video game, but I thought it was also a card game. Maybe it's also maybe it was like a card game before that. But it's like there's lots of versions of it where like there's a town of people and you go to sleep, someone is killed by a werewolf, and then you spend the day like deliberating and kind of trying to figure out who did it. Um, and they sort of took that, adapted it into a script. And it works really well because it really reminds me of like kind of like clue or something like that, where you have all of these characters introduced pretty early on and lots of reasons to assume that one of them might have done something, especially given that it's not just like the murder motive. If like they're a werewolf, then there's like maybe even less to less motive as far as like, they're just like hungry and killing people too. Mm -hmm. um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, it had a very, and this is like a, I, a big compliment, but it had like an Edgar Wright feel to it where it would do stuff like throw the thing out the window, shut the window and like, like loud, fast cuts as a transition sometimes, which really feels like an, at least an homage to the way he would do the Coronetto kind of style of movies. Mm -hmm. um, it, it de like definitely not a bad thing. Say what? Okay. It didn't feel like a rip off. It felt more like homage. No, I mean, I would be shocked if other people didn't make the same uh, connection. And it's also like, he, you know, Edgar Wright has done like now a famous, a, a very famous and well-liked horror movie. So it felt sort of intentional, but it also is like a style. I'm sure, I'm sure movies have done it before Edgar Wright and, and, and people will do it after. So it seemed more, it seemed like it's, I guess it's possible they weren't aware of it. Um, but it, it seems sort of like an homage to me. Um, but that's another one with like lots of sort of uh, Sam Richardson's really great in it. And um, oh gosh, I forget the name of the the woman in it, but she's really excellent too as like the male person. But um, there's just like a lot of different character actors and oh, um, um, the the servant of all the vampires and what I, uh, what we do in the shadows. Oh, Guillermo. Guillermo is in it too. And he's playing like a different role. He's like, he's in a gay couple and um it's really, I, I really enjoyed it. And it, I wasn't sure until the end kind of what was going to, like who, who was going to turn out to be or what was going to end he, up happening. Is the female, is it Miliana Vantrub? 
That's right. Yeah. I believe the, she's uh, like in sprint ads and stuff AT&T, a lot too. It's funny that that's like my reference point, but I, I see a, there, there, see a fair amount of them. Yeah. Um, AT&T, by the way, just to get the AT&T. Uh, branding Oops. right. Uh, sorry to the AT&T company. <laughs> if you need sorry. a, sorry about that. An official podcast um, of AT&T, uh, we're free. <laughs> but, uh, I would recommend checking it out. I think that is in theaters as well as we rented it. So it's streaming simultaneously and, um, watched it twice only because uh jamie passed out probably like five minutes into the movie the first time and then i and that kept trying to wake her up and then, liquor. yeah nope <laughs> and then uh and then finished it assuming you know hoping that she would be awake and wasn't and then the next day i was like do you want to try and finish it and she was like yeah and then she basically finished it but yeah i've, I've seen it twice now <laughs> she basically finished it she i maybe she made up the rest in her mind it was like it was good I can't Not, believe there were three werewolves. I'm like, huh? Get ready for a third watching, Robert. Yeah. We got it in under the, like the 48 hour rental period. I was like, if we're going to watch it, if you want to finish it, let's do it tonight. And so I've, I've, I've seen it a bunch. Sam that's Richardson, impressive. yeah, you've gotten my support. <laughs> um, and, but I think that's kind of all I've seen for, for movies. Yeah. Max, what about you? Uh, I saw in the Heights, Lin-Manuel Miranda's new uh, jam, his new uh, play on film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty good. It's got some jams in it. It's fun. It's got that, uh, that, uh, that Latin X flair to it. Uh, and also that, uh, like incredible love of New York that Lin-Manuel Miranda has Mm -hmm. the best place on earth. And only Lin-Manuel Miranda has. He's the only person to love New York. Everyone else in New York hates it Mm -hmm. there. No other, um, no other but, movies have ever been called a love letter to New York. Quite like <laughs> In the Heights. Uh, it was good. I, I like it. I, I thought the, the music was really fun. Um, but there were some points. There was like, a, in particular, a very serious moment that was immediately undercut by Lin-Manuel Miranda raps. Not sung by him, but like, like – I don't know, some, some like beat poetry or whatever. Sure. This is yeah, I used to do that going a bunch. Through and, and just like undercut this thing. Another serious part where they're just like throwing out raps about cups that really don't matter. <laughs> should, should I grab a, a, a cup, like a, a coffee cup or a plastic cup or a something cup, like rhyme cup three times in a row? Like, shut up. <laughs> don't talk about cups during a fucking musical. Uh, so Ow. other than that, it was pretty fun. Uh, I would recommend it for, for especially for people who are are down with the Hamilton scene. Mm-hmm. If you like that kind of thing, I've never seen perfect. it. It's good. Don't it's even know who that person is. <laughs> wow, Robert. Uh, I I watched it on it like it's about a heat wave too, and I watched it on um, the hottest day back in the day, back when we back after probably right after we recorded or whatever. Uh-huh. So it was interesting. And it blasts heat out at you, out at you when you yeah. out of your like your TV when you rent it. I mean, actually, <sighs> I think that's I think that's true. When you turn the TV on, it it. Produces- hey, I mean, I kept my computer off all day for that reason. I didn't want anything like extra warming up the room. So ah, that's a good idea. I turned my computer off because I didn't want my computer to die. Because <laughs> I I had another computer like an external hard drive. Well, my computer loves the heat. <laughs> it was just that it was going to heat up the room. That that's why you turned it off because you hate your computer. Yeah, gotta really, show who's boss. Don't want any Skynets popping up in here. <laughs> Good call. Uh, another movie I watched. This one's great. I really enjoyed this. It's on Netflix called Space Sweepers. It's a Korean uh, sci-fi movie. Hmm. 
where it, it's kind of similar to Cowboy Bebop in that they're kind of like scrounging together. It's like a, a team on a spaceship. They're scrounging together uh, funds basically to get from one thing to the next. They uh, pick up trash in space and and sell that, like sell the trash in order to, you know, make money to basically continue living. Uh, but they're noticing more and more that like they're just losing money by what they're doing. They can't make enough to, to fund what they're doing. Um, and then they run into this, um, this child um, that is like, so, so they like, they capture the ship, they find in the cargo bay, there's a kid. And then there's this like news report that goes out saying that she's a cyborg bomb essentially. And so they have to figure out, what's going on and who they're going to sell this kid to. It's, it's great though. I got to say, I mm-hmm. love it. Uh, one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Wow. And I recommend it on Netflix called space sweepers. Um, anyone, I recommend anyone watch it. Wow. You'll enjoy it. And and the two of you in particular, I think you'd really get a kick out of it. They have like great characterization. All the uh, you, you'll fall in love with every single member of that crew. And uh, yeah, give it a shot. Cool. If you haven't heard of it, Space Sweepers. Oh. And then the other movie I watched was Arlo the Alligator Boy, which is an animated movie. It's kind of in the style of uh, you would expect from Adventure Time or some of those uh, after school cartoons, the more recent ones. Um, but it's like kind of a Disney story where you get the those musical numbers, a lot of musical numbers. But um they're done in a more modern style it's got like the main character is from uh one of the i think american idol and uh it's a bit more auto-tune than i would prefer but uh but they do a good job they're Hmm. they're pretty pretty good tunes what's that and the animation is great that is on netflix as well i think but i i should double check that um but recommendation there i think the animation is good the story is good characters are good um it's it's really feel good uh story so check it out and then uh i'll look up what it's on andrew okay Uh, what have you seen i watched uh ralph breaks the internet the uh aptly titled uh just in time for that uh craze to be at its peak um yeah we talked about it when we we reviewed it on the podcast and i still had the same constructive criticism for the movie that we had then a lot of the jokes felt five years old that they just had on hand for when this movie eventually got released you know it like it it, so the original came out like 2012 and this one came out 2018 and it felt like a bunch of jokes from 2013 but it's you know it it is still a wreck it ralph sequel and i really like the character of ralph and vanellope so it was fun. I there's you know like the Disney princess bit is so funny. It's really good. That's probably it's, my favorite bit of it. Yeah. yeah, and it still was really funny and good this time watching it. You know, this is the second or third time I've seen it, but yeah, I mean, again, the internet jokes are lazy and kind of tired, especially now in 2021. Like the concept of whoa, something breaking the internet is so old. Um, but you know, it's it was. Like it's you know it's self-referential. It, it has a lot of clever jokes in it. So despite it having a just wildly outdated title, 
and some jokes that did not age particularly well just based on uh their timing and stuff it it i still enjoyed it a lot but not as much as the first i don't know if we talked about it too much or we did a check-in when the when the trailer dropped um but i'm a little worried that's kind of what the new space jam is going to be like oh yeah i think we talked about it a little bit but yeah the more i've seen from the new space jam the more worried i am about yeah it it seems like it's truly like a weird script that was like yeah especially like there's been like scenes released and i'm like this is a weird scene to release to get people to want to see the movie because it's very like it does it seems like when a movie refused to change like parts like that and it yeah. was written like seven years ago or Which something like that. brings up a uh, timely question. Do you guys want to do Space Jam, A New Legacy, for not the next one, but the following episode? Well, Two episodes um, now, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that one of those like That'll free be on HBO Max. On H- but yeah. like free with HBO Max yeah. or is it like a premium as well? Free with HBO Max. Sounds like a slam dunk to me. <laughs> Sounds like at least a two pointer to me. Um, I am <laughs> willing is, to do that. Okay. I my expectations are p- pretty low. But I think I'll... it's going to be bad and stupid in the way that like I think we can have some fun with it. I don't know. Hopefully, we're so. having a production yeah. meeting on air now. Um, I like because I I'm not like probably in the I'm probably not someone who's like obsessed with the original Space Jam or like it was like. Uh, something I watched a million times a day kind of a thing, but like mm. I have a nostalgia for it because I did like the Looney Tunes and I enjoyed it as a kid. I also don't think like upon rewatches, it's like the greatest thing on earth, no. but it has like a, its charm. This one just feels like a lot more like we're trying to make lightning strike twice with this one. So I hope, I hope it's fun. I do. Yeah. I do. I, I feel that. Yeah. It, it's a lot, a lot like uh, not necessarily we're trying to make lightning strike uh, again, but more like, uh, we're trying to capitalize on the success of the last one, and this could have some monetary value to it yeah. as long as we catch the right demographic. Like all, of it really. Yeah, feels, my uh, my old man yelling at a cloud about it is, they are two D uh, characters for a while. It looks like, and then when they get to the court, it looks like they become all super textured and three D. And I'm like, I hope something happens in the tournament that makes them all go animated again. I have, I have faith in the creators that they're going to really pull through and it's going to make <laughs> a lot of sense by the time they get to the court. So, um, I think they spent too much on those 3d models to not have them the rest of the film. And I know that's like maybe a lame gripe, but I just think like the classic Lo- unless they're doing a new series of Looney Tunes that are all like that style. It just seems weird. Just keep it the, the line art stuff. Cause we'll that just to, seems we'll have to wait and see and keep our fingers crossed that a new Looney Tunes is looming, looming tunes. Looming too, yeah. Um, and I hope they tell LeBron in the starting that he can do whatever he wants because it's Toon World instead of waiting till the end of the match like they did with Michael Jordan because that would have <laughs> yeah, been really just helpful. A, yeah, just real quick. <laughs> this is a big problem with Michael in the first movie. Uh, you can do whatever you want. I also hope LeBron shows up and goes, what's going on here, guys? Well, you've seen his the line that people are going nuts for on the internet, and that's what in the Matrix hell? People are going nuts. Oh my God, that's right. Uh, there was a clip. Uh, we're talking about Space Jam, apparently. There was a clip <laughs> release that was like a, ma- a Matrix spoof, which another thing that seems very dated. Well, there is a new Matrix coming out. Hey, synergy, baby. This year, next but, year or so. But my, my question was, is that a scene from the movie or is that a its own thing viral that's just marketing, like sh- baby. showing characters? Oh, I, hope it's, I hope it's a piece of viral marketing. I hope it goes insanely viral. That to me means that like the tunes all get into every property at some point in the movie and have to like us reassemble through them. Uh, uh, only Warner properties. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, 
Um, anyway, we'll see. Appar- apparently, we're watching it, so we'll yeah, see. Great. Uh, let's. <laughs> I, think get I might in- have to rewatch the old one then. Hey, it's been a long any time. excuse to watch that. Um, let's get into some TV shows we've seen. TV shows we've seen. We've seen. Uh, did Matt, Robert, you see any TV? Not a whole lot. Just uh, Rick and Morty was like doing a marathon. So it was just, it was just stuff I'd seen before. Sure. So no, not a lot of new Max, TV, unfortunately. <laughs> shut the fuck yeah, up, shut Robert. Up, Robert. <laughs> uh, I finished the rest of Altered Carbon. Uh, I still think um, season one uh, is a bit better than season two, but season two is worth watching. It um, So it not only has Falcon and Misty Knight, but also apparently has Isaiah Bradley oh. uh, by the end of it. So, yeah, pretty fun. Check it out. Uh, I started Dark, the um, Netflix show. about German? That was like a German German show, maybe. I don't know if it was the first. Um, the first German TV show, yeah. First German TV <laughs> show ever produced. I, but I think there was something about like it being the first that uh, came out subtitled or, or the first one. Yeah, that, you might not be wrong. That's it seems like it, it didn't get like re, it didn't get like readapted or something. And like we remade this popular show called Dark and German. It's like they put out the German show on Netflix and yeah. yeah. And it's really good. Uh, I've heard really season. good things. I've, I've gotten through two seasons now. Um, and the, the second season, you know, start as with most TV shows about especially about time travel. Uh, it goes off the rail a bit in season two and it gets a little bit frustrating because you have these two like warring factions and they're like, Hey, if you want to change the past, you got to do like this or that. But every single thing they say just causes people to create the same past that already happened. And it feels like an American election where you have both sides saying, Hey, come, come with me, follow me. Oh, You'll here have we some go. Change. And then everything happens exactly the same way as it did last time. Fucking A. Boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, Max, you can see Max on uh, MSNBC tomorrow during the... Uh... Oh, MSNBC. All right, you then. Have to, you have to weasel. You have to, like, get your foot in the door somehow. So, like, getting in on, like, a light, you know, like, you can be on, like, a... Um, Fine, go to OAN first or yeah. whatever the, <laughs> yeah. the sub Fox Newsmax. thing yeah. is. It's your, there it's we in go. your name. The name's in there, yeah. so Newsmax. Don't even have to change the name. <laughs> That's what I'm angling for. Exactly. Be like, hey, you know you want me. That's why you named yourself that. <laughs> like, we'll take anyone, sure. <laughs> any, other, any other TV, Max? Uh, no, that's it. But I did want to mention, this is from earlier, Arlo the Alligator Boy is on uh, Netflix. And one thing I forgot to mention, it has Jonathan Van Ness from uh, Queer Eye oh, cool. for the Straight Guy. Or not Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. That was the old one. Queer Eye. Just just Queer Eye. Yeah. And uh, he does a great job in it. Cool. Um, I didn't really watch. I've been rewatching Alias. Uh, speaking of Isaiah Bradley, that actor, he's a Dixon in Alias. But um the TV thing I'm really excited about is I just saw that uh, Wellington Paranormal is going to be on uh, HBO Max and The CW, which is the uh, oh TV show that was made in New Zealand right after... The spinoff. Uh, yeah, the spinoff of What We Do in the Shadows. So that is... The, it's like the inept cops that come upon all the supernatural creatures. Yeah. So that is... I think they showed up in the movie. Yeah, that's going to be coming to HBO Max and the CW this summer. So I'm really excited to watch that. The trailer looked very funny. So I... So, oh, interesting. Because it is, because it is like out 
in New Zealand, it's not like it's not like a redo. It's just like being put on that platform. Yeah, yeah. they're okay, just taking cool, cool, the episodes cool. from New Zealand and they're finally nice, coming nice. out in the U.S. So yeah, they're they're taking them by boat. It's taking a bit. Yeah, are they going to give us some subtitles for that one? Yeah, that's right. I yeah, I think they're going to have a separate language. Nar, nar. <laughs> Um, well, that does it for TV. Guys, let's talk about the movie we were uh, tasked to watch by ourselves, and that is The Tomorrow War. Tomorrow War with Chris Brad, Yvonne Strahovski, Mary Lynn the Rice Cubs, Sam Richardson. And of course, the spoon mang, Mike Matchell. So, the Tomorrow War. Originally supposed to be a big, big budget, big screen thing released on Amazon Prime because of the pandemic. Still big budget, but Still not on the big, big budget. Screen. Yeah, but uh, released on the small screen, <laughs> Amazon Prime. Um, a movie. Let's get the uh, thoughts out of the way first. Would you guys recommend people see the Tomorrow War? Yes, definitely. Max? Uh, it's a more tentative uh, recommendation. I, I think there, there is some fun in it. You can get some enjoyment out of it. If this is what you're looking for, go for it. Mm-hmm. It is a big action, big dumb action movie, and the plot is, is admittedly stupid. Um, yeah, if, this is, if, the, if you like big budget action movies with a lot of and, you know, I think that, yeah. yeah and, uh, that kind of stuff. And, uh, <laughs> And then, whoa, um, I think, yeah, people will like it. Um, I mean, I have some some critiques for the movie, but overall. Okay, I'll take care of them all. I'll make yeah, sure. And, uh, uh, Robert's going to make sure. I think you probably, mis- probably misunderstood some yeah, parts, yeah. so and I'll the, help you out. Like half the, half the rest <laughs> of the episode just bleeped out somehow. Um, yeah. No, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> this scene meant. No, this is what it was supposed to be. Um, yeah, I mean, but a lot of those are just like a few like uh tone you know critiques and and it definitely has a lot of different like tone shifts yeah it kind of tries to do a lot yeah um but so the movie's about in like 2050 something a some aliens emerge and they basically ravage the planet there is less than a million people left on earth and so we have developed or earth has developed a technology to travel back 30 years to get um, you know, recruit soldiers to come back into the future and fight the war for them since there's less than a million people left on Earth. And so they draft, Ghost Draft uh, was the original title of this movie, but they go back, they, they get people who they find eligible and also will not be alive in the time that they are coming back to, so there's no time paradox there. Yeah, you won't be able self. to meet yourself in the future. Um, So... They recruit the main the main person they recruit is Chris Pratt, who is a uh, retired army veteran who is now a teacher. And um, yeah, so they they go to the future to try and stop the the what are they called? The white spikes, the white spikes, the white yeah. stripes. Um, it's a seven and, nation army of white spikes. <laughs> <laughs> and so they yeah, they go in to try and stop him. We can get into more plot stuff later, but um yeah, I'd say my 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 main and first critique of the movie is that I just don't buy action badass Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. I think like he's and he he brings enough Chris Pratt charm to it that I wasn't 
like a lot of the critiques that I heard before I saw the movie were that Chris Pratt turns in a kind of charmless performance in this movie. And I don't agree with that, but it is, mm. it is, it's a little more Jurassic world, Chris Pratt and less Gr- guardians of the galaxy, Chris Pratt. Oh, for sure. Mm. For Which sure. I it's think- definitely like the furrowed brow kind of action star. And he has a few lines, but they don't, they don't land as hard as any of the comedians that are cast in the movie's yeah. lines. Yeah. And I do think though, on the, like on the emotional side, I think there's, there's like some scenes between him and JK and some between him and um, his daughter that, that uh, he does a better job with. But I, I don't disagree that like, it feels like if he could split the difference more and do closer to star Lord ish stuff, that seems to be the pocket. Like he needs to be able to have more fun too. And his, his characters probably shouldn't be so self-serious. Yeah. And I thought they tried, they tried to kind of make some moments of levity and stuff, but it is, we'll talk about it a little bit, but it feels like the tone kind of wobbles even throughout scenes sometimes. So. Yeah. My major issue with it was how dumb the concept was of these people in the future coming, like inventing a time machine. And the thing that they decide to do is throw more cannon fodder, mm-hmm. human lives to, to die there. And like, also, I mean, doesn't that just make it so you're down humans once you get to that point because there are so many less humans that are available? Like, first of all, there's a time paradox right off the bat. Yeah. You know, the fact that they're like, this didn't happen. Nobody came back in time at that point the first time, right? Well, doesn't so, that happen in almost all time travel, like Terminator and stuff like that? Not in not in all. Let's oh, well, say sorry. like yeah. Dark, for example, everything that's happened is, you know, happened. And they do the same thing where you have a 30 year gap in dark they have a 30 30 33 year gap (laughs) and in this one they have a 30 year gap so i don't know if they were watching dark and said hey let's do this but let's not have it line up is back to the future 30 years too i think you're right it might just be like a good time travel chunk of time it might be that that's how time travel actually works yes so they know something some of these filmmakers they know it's like it could only be 30 years and you know how Um, they know because they're from the the future. What? Hey, maybe you should go to the future and see how to make a really, really good movie. Yeah. Um, but, but I, like, I mean, sorry, but, go ahead and talk more about what you're, if you right. Had. Doesn't, doesn't that not make sense? For example, so like they, they come back, they grab people and they're basically saying, Hey, we're all dying. We're dying. We don't know what we're doing. We're shooting them with guns and it's not working. Could you come here untrained and, and shoot, shoot them with guns? Like just keep doing the same thing that, that ruined half of the population. First I, of all, I, if you go back in time, you have 30 years to fucking figure it out where you're not being hunted by these guys. How about you just send everyone from the future back here and then figure it out for 30 years? And then you can do that again in 30 years. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's a silly sci-fi yeah. movie, so I can... I, my, my take on it, at least, it, my, my take on the, the time travel thing is like, they didn't have number one, like, cause I was like, yeah, why wouldn't they bring like their awesome new laser guns or something? And it's like, it didn't seem like it advanced enough in technology that they had anything super valuable to like send back for one. Um, and to me, yes, of course, it's like, it's kind of like Starship Troopers to me in that way that like, they're truly like throwing ground forces at these horrifying, horrifying creatures. And like, sometimes they can nuke them, but they can't get into the holes where they nuke them. They kind of established that like, they're sort of holding them all off until they can develop a virus or a thing to kill them. Yeah. It, so it is shitty that they're taking not even like 
just like normal veterans and stuff because they establish like you you if you're like a badass and survive up until then like you can't go anyway like you if you you couldn't meet yourself you had to have died beforehand so there's that wrinkle in it and then yeah it seems like you're you're basically gonna like what do they say like less than 20 percent of the people conscripted end up coming back anyway mm -hmm. and those that do are like maimed and like psychologically fucked up i did like what it had to say for like about like veteran like the main characters are veteran and then it's like all these people becoming like just destroyed by fighting these things. But it, that is a very silly concept, but it seems like they tried to justify it as much as they could. They even said that they have a, they barely got a time machine working because that was like their hail Mary. And then once they made it, time keeps moving forward. So they can't go back to the instant you, you teleported away. It's if a week passes, it's a week in the future and a week in the past that rat, those two rafts keep going. So I did kind of like that explanation. It's also like, it's all fake time travel. It's just like, we can try and parse what it would be like, but we can only go off the logic of the film, which but if you want to argue that it didn't follow its yeah. own rules, we could do that too. Yeah. But mm -hmm. yeah. that's I what I am arguing. The, I feel like, go ahead, go Matt, for it, Andrew. Okay. okay. Um, the, the thing that like, as we're talking about the time travel stuff, the, the thing that bothered me about it is early in the, it, you know, it's early in the movie and Marilyn Rice Cub is the character who's like, why can't, you know, if you have time travel, why not just blah, 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 blah. And there's no answer for it. And in fact, the, 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 the scientist character's just like, Hey, you know, it's all like chicken wire and bubble tape or, you know, whatever. And like, that is like, that's not, that to me is like, if you are going to, in your script, bring up the problems with time travel and then you don't have an answer for it and you just say, well, we can't really explain it because uh, yuckity, yuckity, yuck. Then I would rather you just don't bring it up because if you don't have a good answer for it, it to me feels like, hey, we know this doesn't make sense, but uh, just go along with us. Like, just don't don't have the character, don't script the character to point out the weird flaws in your time travel and it's, then not have an explanation for it. Was she talking about the? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Max. That worked for me in Looper. They did the exact same thing where where they're having a conversation between Joseph Gordon-Levitt and. Um, Bruce Willis, his future self, mm -hmm. about like how did and he asked him, you know, how, how does this happen? He's like, oh, it's just too complicated. And at that point, I was like, okay, I'm just going to turn my mind off. So it's weird that it didn't work for me here, right? Mm -hmm. In this movie, it's just like to me, yeah, because that is basically like what they're Troopers. telling you. Yeah, it's just, I, and it's I don't think they even say like they established like why their time is limited in the future because like they have like this portal to the past and then it keeps drifting down the line, but they don't say why like 30 years is the amount of time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or like apparently it's like they established a wormhole it let them go 30 years in the past i don't know if they programmed it that way or it's literally like the furthest back the technology lets them go they don't say it and there's never a conversation of like why didn't you try and go 40 years or why didn't you try and go blah blah, blah. and i because it seems like if you went back a little bit earlier you would have even more people to choose from right like let more people would be potentially have perished and more people to conscript yeah um it's pretty silly, but I didn't get too hung up on it. It was, I, I liked, I liked it if only for the fact that it was an excuse to get civilians and people that wouldn't normally be in like the war setting out there. And unfortunately, like that part of it is a bit more abandoned by the end. Like it doesn't really matter that that many people from our present went to the future in the third act, yeah. but um, I still liked like that initial setup at least. Yeah. They, Cause they, they really didn't do a whole lot with that. They, they had the characters who weren't prepared die immediately, which you would kind of expect. And then you're just following the military guy and then the other military group. And like, yeah, there's a couple folks and, like, and then you just have some a, folks make it to the end, but yeah, they, yeah. They like one guy kind of, he hides and he makes it through. Um, 
But like other than that, you just kind of get a military movie where everyone's holding their their gun really super seriously and shooting at stuff that doesn't uh, really uh, get hurt by bullets. I uh, I did I did enjoy the the so the, when the, as soon as they get to the future, it is a it's these it's a standard video game mission at that point. It's like. You know, Yvonne uh, Strahovski is on the radio like, we need you to go to this lab and retrieve this team. And like, it was like, okay, so six, six blue ampules. Yeah, we're opening <laughs> with a fetch quest and it's like, go to this lab and re- get to this locker and retrieve this thing. And it's like, she's, she's do- giving you instructions over the headset. And it's just like, yeah, this is a, you know, again, like video games are now more complicated and feel like movies, but this feels like a fetch quest in like, maybe it's because I'm playing so much Mass Effect right now, but it feels like yes. a break into the Cerberus lab and steal this thing. And it's just like, yeah, okay. This, I recognize this as like a, almost like a pure video game cutscene. but sure. Um, it wasn't anything like groundbreaking, but it was still yeah. like a fun way to like, it throws you into like chaos. Like, yeah. The movie has a cold open oh, that then catches back up later. It, the, uh, so yeah, as soon as they get to the future and they realize that something's gone wrong with the time jump and like 80% of the people that they, brought are immediately killed off because they just fall from the sky and if they're you're lucky su- they land in a pool and if they're you're not, supposed to teleport five to ten feet above the ground and there was a malfunction when they left and everyone basically like fell from above skyscrapers yeah so like yeah. 10 people were lucky to land in a pool and then like 90 people all like landed in the street or on like the side of a building and just like that was that was a, a very clever way to like introduce chaos immediately because you're already introducing that this world is overrun by these aliens. We haven't even gotten real glimpses at them yet, but yes. to introduce this element of chaos of just like, holy shit, 80% of these 90% of these characters are dead already was like a true, like just you're in the shit of it. You're in the thick of it right away. Mm-hmm. Plus they, the whole crew that went, they get there, they get like a couple flak jackets. And I think they get like their first day of like seeing the rifles and getting to like shoot at a target and then like in the middle of the night there's an alert and they're like sorry like we need you now so mm-hmm. like they didn't even this group didn't even get like the week of training or whatever they were supposed to so i was like I oh that shit was, that was a clever reason to have the the like time moves forward as you're you know like in in the future as it does here yes because like yeah if, if it were just a time like a time machine where you could just drop them into anywhere or safely matter. where you knew nothing right. would be happening ever right. yeah um I thought the other thing that was that was clever, I didn't see this coming, was uh, Yvonne Strahovski's reveal as being his grown-up daughter. Yeah, I I suspected that, but I'm also glad that that it wasn't like the twist of the film. It was yeah. pretty early on and pretty mm-hmm. casually like introduced, which I liked. I feel like this is the the only thing that justifies the time travel in the movie, despite it being like the main uh, point of the movie. Other than that, it's just a um, Starship Troopers, like you mentioned earlier, movie, like uh, silly action. And I feel like it might have benefited from dropping the whole timeline thing, except for I did like the relationship between him and his daughter. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. And like you said, Max, it maybe kind of opens up all these paradoxes because like she even says like maybe we shouldn't talk to even really each other about anything and then eventually breaks down and like kind of spills Mm. her guts about everything. Um, also kind of surprised that like, I think they've him and I think Chris Pratt and Sam Richards and figured it out, but they're like, do you notice like the age of the people? Like, I think you can't go into the future and meet yourself. Like, I think you have to be dead. And then like, when you're getting your, your armband thing, they like, I guess just tell everyone that like, you're going to die in this many years. And I was like, 
Well, yeah. God, can it's you imagine like, like yeah. getting getting conscripted, going to the future for a week to fight aliens, and then also knowing that no matter what, if you survive, you're supposed to die anyway. The fact that they were like, I don't want to tell you too much about what happens, but then also to tell you the day that you die was like, it felt like that to me was like a little bit of it, like, you can't have it both ways. Everything just, it kept poking at this. Like the people from the future are dumb as fucking nails. And the fact, like they would, the they don't have they schools have anymore. That. They're the white spikes, Max. <laughs> But they would say, okay, we, we want to prevent this stuff from happening by going back and taking people from a time where people were not taken, take them into the future, have them die, tell them exactly when they're going to die. So even if they survive, they know when their death is. Like, I think, but, but we really don't want to mess up the time stream. How does that, those two things, how do they happen in the same movie? They never That's even really like say like, if one of you met yourself in the future, like the universe would collapse. They just kind of like, I think that just is like, something they You've know or something they just they sort it out that that is that's the rules of time travel yeah and i mean the main reason i like the justification is just that like it truly seems like they are so desperate they're like we are really that we are asking you to deplete your own like civilization of people to like buy us time to develop this thing to stop them and it seems like the goal is initially to like save their, like literally save their timeline, deploy this, this virus, this weapon in, in the future mm -hmm. and stop it all. And then, I mean, bit of a spoiler alert towards the end, but it ends up being like taking it to the past and seeing if you can convince anyone at that point to back you up and, and, you know, make enough to stop them when they show up. And um, then bring which, it back to the, this is the other thing that I didn't get. So their, their solution was to then, once you have enough of this virus for those guys, then you bring it back to the future and kill them in the future rather than try and prevent it from happening. Like wait that 30 years, wait, like even if they thought they landed right at a certain point, wait to that time and then release it there before everyone was killed. Wouldn't that be what you would think mm -hmm. if you had time travel as your ability? That's yes, I but I, it just, yeah, I think they were trying to do both. Like it felt like it was like, if they could if they could hold it off long enough they could stop stuff in the future and and ended up having to be in the past for some reason they also like that's a bit of a the twist i don't know if you guys want to like talk about it too but like and i i felt like i kind of saw it coming at some point but like she mentions like they were just here one day the white spikes like they start they showed up in russia started attacking it in like 2048 or something and then like in like what 3 years or 3 months or some shit it was like the whole world had every continent had them they, they proliferated everything and like destroyed us. So part of it seemed to be like they didn't have enough coordination to even like stop it once it had started. And maybe there's just no faith. I mean, that kind of happens the most, at the, the end way, too. That was the most realistic aspect of this movie that like we as a uh, civilization couldn't get our shit together enough in those years to like put a stop to yes. something because it's all, you know, dumb people in charge who wouldn't be able to get their fucking head out of their asses yeah, long enough to stop an existential threat like that. More, more than a few references to, to global warming and just general, like, just like, yes, the inability for humanity to like trust each other enough to, to stop even like, an like, yes, a threat to the entire species. Mm -hmm. um, okay. But we haven't talked about it. So I want to know, what did you guys think? Cause this is personally one of my faves. I think the design, I love the white spikes. I thought they were so cool. I thought they did a good job with them. I thought mm -hmm. um, it kind of reminds me of, of course, the um, xenomorphs, uh, but this time white and with a different face. They took the Vorcha from the Mass Effect and put their face on the xenomorphs, gave them an extra tail, and that's 
pretty much what they look like, but they pulled it off well. And I thought the movement was really good. Yeah. Um, six limbs, the little mantis ones in front. I also love like the only place you can get them is like the throat and the belly. And otherwise they can kind of tuck their head up and they have kind of like a little bit of, they have like armor kind of up and down their shoulders and stuff. Also when they're running, they look very like dog like, mm -hmm. um, and just like the sound of them boom, boom, like shooting spikes out of their tentacles and stuff was very scary. They were like, I thought they were genuinely freaky looking and they make the joke. And maybe you were referencing that Andrew, like Mary Lynn's like, well, how come we don't see like video or photos of these? Like, wouldn't it be easier to know what we're up against? And they're like, we decided that if we showed you what these things were like, that we couldn't get anyone to sign up. And she's like, well, maybe don't say that, which is <laughs> if you don't like that. And it's like, seems like silly. It's like, but then when you do see them, I, I wouldn't sign up. I, if I, if I got drafted, I knew what white spikes look like. You couldn't catch me in the future. Right. So <laughs> I thought their, their movement made them really scary. The fact that they could cover so much ground so quickly, so and much ground and, and be on so many surfaces yeah. because they had a, always like a couple arms to spare. And so, they, yeah, they're going, their like, sound too was great. They're dropping down through like, you know, the, the middle of a staircase or whatever and coming right after you later in the, the movie, they're all just like swarming through, um, Oh through the water and stuff like that. They, they, they could do move. it all too. They could yeah. swim. They could, they could glide. I loved it. Yeah. When they introduced the ones that, that were gliding, I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like how, <laughs> how can these, how can they possibly win if they can just do everything? But I mean, it goes to show why we didn't did so poorly right off the bat. We just like, and especially like, so I don't know, did they establish this or not? They catch a, there's a there's a, some really cool scenes. I think like especially like all the scenes with the white spikes are like awesome sci-fi action. That's just like so good. There's a scene where they capture the female. Mm -hmm. Now they don't say the they don't say the queen. It doesn't seem like there's just one. But if you, it seems maybe. like there's very few. Very few. Or like there's or like a lot of ant colony and things, there's like a lot less females. And they don't establish, they almost just make a joke later, like stop it before it lays an egg or whatever it does. They don't establish how they how they create more if she can just seriously hold up for a few days after eating and just make a bunch of eggs that turn into new white spikes. But it seems like unless they all came from one initially and that's just how far they spread, that there's probably more than one female, right? Is that what you guys assumed? Uh, I, I didn't really. <laughs> the way, the way <laughs> that the, the, like, it seemed like by, you know, uh, as we're getting to the end of the movie, the sure. way it seemed like the, the males, the like soldier uh, white spikes like it seemed like every single one converged on this base and yeah. they had this this one female i know it wasn't like implicitly said in the movie but it that may kind of led me to believe this is like the one thing that like or if, or they're just like so protective of any female and if that one's within right. any distance that they can hear or sense it they went for it right for sure they, it, they, it did seem like in the like when they went onto the ship it did seem like that there was only one female. The the weird thing is when they introduced it. I mean, I don't know if that's true because they also later said like, "Oh, here's a whole another room that we." There's like a colony, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like when they did introduce the, the female, Chris Pratt was like, "Whoa, that's nothing like I've seen." But and they, they were like looking at it through a heat heat vision, so it looked identical to mm -hmm. what he had already seen. I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Like this thing, it's, exactly it's kind of like the who's that Pokemon Max? He could tell it was like an evolved <laughs> form. It was like, oh, there's more spikes, and actually, her arm she doesn't have the mantis arms. She has like just two full extra arms instead. Because the little guys just have little arms. little things. Um, so I liked that she was she was really freaky. I didn't like her face as much as like the regular soldiers' faces. I think they looked cooler and grosser, but um, 
she was a badass. I loved, she had like queen alien vibes for me where she was just like 10 times stronger and, mm-hmm. and crazier. Yeah. When she was like sedated and just secreting liquids to get uh, all the guys to come running. Yeah. Her pheromones or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Cause that is what ends up happening vibes. is like, I really love the scene where they're capturing the queen or the female. And it seems like they're um, really fucking up. It seems like <laughs> there should probably be a few more people or something happening. Like I know just, it seems like they made these little nests and they're trying to capture it. The other thing too is like, I guess like they can't just like obliterate it. The problem is like they have to capture it alive and extract all this stuff. It's not as easy as like just nuke the holes and we'll pull the corpse out and synthesize a thing. It's like, no, it's gotta be a live specimen. So that's why it's so dangerous and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the scene is great. It all takes place in like a little cavern underground. And then, um, there's like a big chunk of time where Pratt and Yvonne are kind of working on the uh, talking about their, their relationship and what happened in the future. And then also working on a cure. And then the other big action piece is um, yeah, that whole rig getting attacked Mm -hmm. by all the white spikes, Yeah, which I thought was very exciting. Mm -hmm. I love that um, huge cruise ship running into everything. Well, why was it a cruise ship? Like what was the, I I think it was like, there was a cruise ship and other ships kind of docked all around because like humans were like using as many boats and things as they, like that was probably moving troops or something at some point. I I needed like a little bit of context as to why there was a cruise ship because it was, it, it completely broke the, the tension of the scene to see like, Mm. like because there's, they didn't show inside the cruise ship. They didn't show what it was carrying or anything. It was just like, are there people who are on a fucking cruise in the middle of like <laughs> they don't know they don't know what's going on what with the white spikes? This? Like yeah, why is- they've just been out there for a while. What what kind of like uh struck me about that cuz I think I had the same feeling that you had um but like they so like you can you can figure it out right on your own if you think about it for a second you can fill in the blanks like oh this is probably either the last bastion of humanity right Right. like this is the only place where you're protected it's within this big wall or you know they have to cobble together help from whoever they can get it from but like you're also in the middle of this huge like it it looks like it wasn't built from scraps like it Mm -hmm. looks like it was built very purposefully legitimately like like they had an architect there saying okay we have to do this to build everything up and they have you know a huge tower that has time travel and all these other capabilities. So they're decked out. They have a ton of military weight behind it. It does not feel like tense. It does not feel like anything like that. Everything feels very intentional. And then you have a yacht in there. Yeah. I just, I think that like that scene could have been done without breaking the tension of it by that being like an, an aircraft carrier or some kind of like military boat. I just needed to see like what it, what is its purpose here? Like somebody needs to say, "Oh, we have and maybe they did and I missed it, but like we have, you know, all these boats are floating around because we don't have the space to keep everybody in the, you know, in these like bunkers and stuff. So we have excess boats carrying the rest of humanity around. So, you know, there's cruise ships and there's fishing yeah, boats Yeah, you might have, you might have just answered it like it seems like the well, I there'd the, only be so much lodging on the actual like Then the movie uh, should say that. Rig. I don't need yeah. to like I shouldn't have to like on this podcast theorize why <laughs> why there's cruise ships going around. I just need like I mean that takes like 30 seconds of dialogue to like sure. just or you could even... I, I, didn't, I didn't even think about it really. I assumed like I don't remember if it was in the establishing shot. I just I was like, "Oh, okay, there's like going to be big ships that transported people and supplies and stuff over here." But I didn't I didn't even think about it. I feel like you could do it with more consistency too if if like the if the rest of the movie had stuff cobbled together. If you had people who like you saw that 
humanity was just kind of getting together, throwing everything they had, the last of it, rather than everything seeming like military installations and then a yacht. Mm-hmm. Because like I, I could definitely see that if it was just, you know, the, you put up, um, uh, you know, just whatever, throw as, as much stuff as they could uh, and everything was just cobbled together. But it really wasn't like they, they were like the facilities. I, that's what I noticed when they were inside and everything was glass and everything was like uh, glass and metal. I was mm-hmm. like, that would be so fucking hard to set up if you're really like struggling at the end of the world. And there are a thousand people left and you can like erect these like crazy uh, like, I don't know, the buildings that would take. I, our city probably 10 years to make right. yeah yeah maybe and maybe they started building that as soon as like shit started to go down it they were feels like, like a couple years before we're yeah. like let's get this started it and when they still had funds it could be it could be it also but it, you're right max like the way that it is constructed feels like it would take at least a decade of like like it would be more Planning, patched together yeah. and like hodgepodge pieces if it were like truly like we need to get this built as fucking fast as possible rather than like these clean walls and like nice, you know, like etchings that like keep the glass in. It's just like, it did feel like this was either like a repurposed, like, you know, like this was used for something else and now it has to be the last bastion of humanity or Mm -hmm. like they, you know, whatever they had an idea of that. They need, we're going to need this for like an eminent alien invasion. And they just got lucky that it happened to happen when the white spikes landed. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't, wasn't sure how soon we were to wrapping up, but it almost seems like there's going to be the ending there where they, the queen calls all the white spikes. So the female calls all the white spikes, they attack and start ripping everything apart. Um, then right before Chris Pratt, uh, his tour is almost over. And right before he gets teleported back, um, Yvonne gets wounded and gives him like the serum to like try and, uh, make more of and then it looks like a piece of art or something like when she falls it's like mm-hmm. explosion white spikes pouring up like up above him falling down to grab her sh- cruise ship blowing up with the background and i was like that is like a great that's just like a great like shot of it all i wish this was a video game i, I mean, I mean like, like the, again some of the some of the stuff in this movie felt like video game missions like the entire... I, I don't think that's really in a bad way it no. just felt kind of like you know the same like not uh, as a not super original but still like a, a formula that works a yeah. lot of the time um i would like to very quickly say i thought yvonne strahovski was really good in this movie and i think yeah. she is a like she's good in everything that she's turned up in for me like she's really fun in chuck uh, she was not given a lot to do in i frankenstein but i didn't hate her in that and like <laughs> i think she's really good in this movie like you're not gonna mention mass effect and mass effect yeah miranda lost it but like you know, I thought a lot. Of, I thought everyone did a really good job. Um, yeah. uh, I thought Sam Richardson was good, and I thought um, there's just like a lot of supporting of the supporting cast. Like, just didn't have like a ton of like big scenes. Yeah, and it was filled with a lot of like comedians that didn't get to hang around for very long. <laughs> hang around or or use even that side of them as much. Like they yeah. got to do it a little bit, but not like they weren't played up as the comedians. Like Betty Gilp- Gilpin is the Chris Pratt's uh, wife, and she gets pretty much almost she gets a couple little less jokes before everything gets of, dour but she gets like less than 10 minutes of screen time yeah what she's did not you around think about much. that that one guy who like dropped down and broke his leg at that early i on. don't know that sounds like a real loser to me <laughs> that felt like um, he did it way too much what do you think robert uh con- contractually i think it was the <laughs> it should have been more way more um no that of course mike mitchell was great as 
Robert Cowan. Pretty mm-hmm. good name, too. Oh, did he get to pick it? Um, I One of the executive producers, I believe, was Rob Cowan. So that's, I think, how that happened. <laughs> um, he, wasn't, but... he wasn't called the Drop King Rob Cowan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even oh, think about that. Did you know, did, yeah, did you notice drop he dropped king. and he broke did, his leg? Yeah, he did drop a couple times. So he uh, And he is a king. Um, wow, he's, he's taken the name from me. Yeah. Incredible. That was his way of telling me you're fired. He was like, yeah. I've taken on the title. Um, hey, you make sure you watch the movie on Friday. Team. You're gonna <laughs> yeah. want to. You're well, gonna secret, get a demotion. Well, secret scene in there. Um, yeah, it was it was excellent. And him and um, him and Mary Lynn Rice Club end up being kind of like a like a a duo in the movie for the for the time that they're around. So yeah. um, I enjoyed them together. Yeah. Nora and Nora. Yeah. Nora and um, Nora. Yeah. But um, but yeah, we basically got to the end where they go back and the Secretary of Defense, I think, is the guy that was sort of giving the speech and basically tells them like they figure out that that they think the aliens started in Siberia or the aliens came from Siberia, like got out of the ice. And that's where, that's why we never saw where they landed. They were already here. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's where we're mixing alien and the thing. Cause we have a spaceship that's been under the ice for thousands of years and the ship carrying them wasn't like flown by white spikes. Although that'd be pretty fun to see <laughs> them using all the controls. Yeah. Shooting um, spikes at the controls. No. And I didn't get a good look at all of the aliens in the cockpit that were like, that were like transporting them. So I would kind of love to see the concept art of the model of what they look like. Cause hey, I couldn't prequel, really tell. Hopefully. Um, yes, hopefully so. Um, and this is where they basically, I don't know if, if you guys are still like in agreement where it's like, yeah, you wouldn't be able to convince the world, especially after this draft. And it sounds like they're showing the news and everything's like chaos around the world. Like you're, they're not going to let you then like fly and do this hail Mary thing uh, to try and get rid of them, especially since like this is just their theory that they're already here, uh, and they're and then they're gonna have to like fly to Russia to get rid of them. But J.K. Simmons comes back into the movie. Man, he was ripped in this, huh? Yeah, looking good. Um, and end up at the ship, and everyone but um, a few folks uh, ends up perishing trying to destroy the ship, and then they fight the female at the end. What do you guys think of the final the final fight? I like that it was all like in the daylight in the snow. I think but that's, some... that is to me because it took place in the snow and so much of it was like, ah, you know, visibility so low. It was another one of those you do a CG fight scene in the dark so you don't have to animate it too much or you don't have to see what's kind of missing from the Interesting. effects. I feel like that was another another way of and more creatively because, you know, like a thousand projects do it in the dark to hide it. Yeah. I think having it take or make place, it a blurry camera where you just can't see right what or is have going like on. a yeah the like kind of motion camera having it take place in like a snowy day you know like in the in the in the tundra and have it just be like low visibility because there's so much you know snow and and you know dust and stuff was a more clever way of kind of doing that but I, I the again because so much of this movie feels like a fight scene this did feel like the final boss and like. How many different times did they have the kill blow on the queen? It was just like, oh, I think we got her. And like it comes back and it's just like, okay, no, it's really the guy. Okay, then we got it this time. Just like, what? How many times are they going to kill her? To the point where Chris Pratt says, like, like finally gets like the serum into her mouth and is just like screaming, like, die at it. Yeah. And I did, I did think, <laughs> which is like, like kind of funny because like at that point, it's like you, you thought you got it with the serum breaks her own arm off you've cut its throat you've blinded it it's like it's not going down it's just too fierce yeah. and then he finally he finally gets the 
the killing blow. It was, you know, it, it does feel like, like a, where you're chipping away at the boss and you're truly like one hit away yeah. from getting it. It also did feel like um, Dieter von Kunt at the end of MacGruber when like, you know, like she's falling and she's got the serum going through. So her body's dispersing. And also like she's, she eventually like falls to the bottom of the chasm. It felt like the end of MacGruber where he's falling and he's shooting him with, yes. the, with the assault Well, rifle. there was, and I can I can tell you this now that the movie's out, but uh, Mitch told me there was a cutscene where J.K. Um, uh, does take a piss on it, her corpse from up above. <laughs> he pees right dude. down onto it. Um, no, that was, yeah, I, I like that. And you know what's, and then <laughs> they like, they're like, wow, we beat it. Sam Richardson falls into frame. Hey, I'm here yeah, too. Uh, yeah, I, okay. That I was also like, where did he come from? Because they definitely did ride their like snowmobiles out. It literally like zoomed it. out, and I was like, so we're gonna see a snowmobile, right? Yeah. And then right? it was like the Padme meme where I was like, we're gonna see the snowmobile, right? Um, it was really funny, <laughs> yeah. also, that J.K. Simmons was like, did you just yell "die" at it? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Really I like that. I like that call it out. I don't mind that kind of. Well, we talked about it earlier in another another film, but I don't mind a little self-referential. Yeah. Like, it's it's silly to say that, but it's also like what else are you going to do at that point? Because you think you feel like it should have been dead three yeah, times. Yeah. So um, anyway, that basically gets it all. He, he goes back home. No one's gotten his garbage can fixed yet. <laughs> and uh, Miri gets to meet her grandpa. Um, so, and yes, and I think the world probably comes back from the brink and everything's fine. Everything's but fine. This, yeah. No problem. This established, this establishes that there's two, two timelines now right so like one one timeline from the future that continues on where his daughter older daughter did die yvonne mm -hmm. and then a yes. new one where like completely separate from that where his daughter is going to uh, unless it ceases to exist because he negated them existing in the first place but then and how did how did he leave for a, a year to get the Poison it sounds like or for a week it sounds like we're gonna have to answer this in dr strange and the multiverse of madness <laughs> there you go um yeah that was the tomorrow war guys it certainly was sorry i had oh. to mute because the uh ice cream truck was going right by my window there um yeah i guess i should have done the same thing because i was somebody who set their car alarm off they're like uh, tomorrow yeah. war tomorrow <laughs> war let's watch it again Got a lot of fans out here um is there so, uh, Robert? I've maybe only heard rumblings about this. Is there a sequel to this that is being pitched? Prequel, Yesterday War. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I it, it feels it unnecessary. Of, the, the it, day it, it feels unnecessary, but it's War. also original IP, and I'm kind of a fan of like. It feels like the kind of movie that would have like a lesser sequel or prequel to me. Unfortunately, like I don't, I wouldn't want it to be, but it kind of feels like it could take that concept and those aliens and stuff and do it in a different style or i think a criticism i saw and i don't necessarily disagree like the thing i like about aliens and some of the movies that it, it has vibes of is like kind of getting an idea of the crew and there were a few people like um the dorian character who was like his third tour mm -hmm. and you're like how who would go there once let alone three times and then you find out later in the movie he's got, he's going to have cancer and die. And he's just like, I don't fucking care. Like I'm going to do something with myself. Yeah. So I think there's something there. Like there could be a second ship that they established exists and they have to have someone go and destroy it and they get out. And it could be like a thing. It could be like an AVP thing. Like they're down in a cavern under the ice and they have to stop them before they escape and, you know, cause havoc or something and like that. And they have to that. team like, up maybe, with the, with the white spikes. They established too, that like they're killable. Like they're like the xenomorphs, like, the Xenomorph seems like impossible to beat in the first movie. And in the second movie, they're mowing them down, but they're not, not dangerous. Mm -hmm. They're still full of acid and can impale you and cut you and bite you. So 
I don't think there'd be any issue with like not having a world full of them, but I, yeah, I think there's room for something. I, I would much rather them do like a sequel or a prequel or something, a spinoff to this than um, existing IP that has been redone or rebooted to death. Sure. And it just feels like they don't have anything original to do. There's probably stories they could tell or tweaks they could make. There's probably things about this movie you guys thought could work better if they tweaked the genre or like kept the focus on something else. Like you said, Max too, like it, for a movie that's, that starts off being about like conscripting normal people, the normal people don't end up being the, the focus really by the end. It yeah. ends up being a guy who was in the military and that's why he's good at shooting and says moving when his dad says move and has good gun control yeah. and stuff. And the stakes seem a little less intense for him because he's used to, to shooting and doing that kind of thing. So I don't know. I would be, I would be open to that. Honestly, yeah, I feel well, like could... there's no way it would get the same kind of budget and stars, but I would love something else in the universe. I think would sure. be fun. I'd say Make it a video game. Yeah, video game could be fun, or maybe even a well, did, did, there's a white spike game online, but guess what it is? It's Space Invaders, <laughs> and with the shields that you can shoot through or move in between to shoot up, and it's you are the white spike shooting spikes up at humans parachuting down to kill you. <laughs> um, I will say first of all, uh, re hashtag release the cow and cut, uh, and then yes. second, the sequel should just be about the week that uh, Betty Gilpin's character has, where it's just like. What is she doing while she's like waiting to see if her husband comes back dead or alive? Yeah, she's she, she made another tuna Santa and she's eating it by herself. It's gone bad now. And she joined a, a wrestling troupe with Allison Brie. That's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I'm gonna get into wrestling for a little bit. Yeah, and I think I'm really gonna glow. Um. So yeah, I think uh, we all have varying levels of recommending it, but I think we all kind of recommend it. It's it's. I I think it's yes. I think you can get into the the logic of it, and and maybe maybe in its own universe, it doesn't even uh, apply to it or hold true to some <laughs> of its own rules. But I think it's I think it's silly and dumb, and I feel like you can compare it to some other silly dumb blockbusters, and it holds up about as fine as the rest. It seems like it was trying to do a couple different things, include and and definitely had a couple different sort of tones throughout. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't perfect, but I thought it was really fun and. I know I'm probably a little biased, but I, I did enjoy it, especially more than I thought I would. I think uh, it was just fun to see something that was original, if even if it was borrowing from a lot of other predecessors. It felt like. Yeah, I would I would say that based because I had I had seen some stuff on Twitter and I was uh, I'm not gonna say worried about like how to communicate like if I was gonna have displeasure about this movie to you, Robert, just because I like I know like. You're not going to Well, be... and guess what? I don't have stock in this movie, so there's nothing know, wrong with you guys I not know, liking it. I know, but you know like it, it, as everyone knows, you are an uh EP for Doughboys. But I earn AP. Um but I was like I was thinking like I just I want to have an authentic take on this movie and be able to say my truth. If this movie sucks, but I don't want to like have to put you in a weird position. So like <laughs> I'm what I'm saying is if I really thought this movie sucked, I would have found a way to say that it sucked and I, I sure. enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to Cool. Par partially because I think I had like some expectations going into it based on what other people had said, but I enjoyed it. So like, yeah, you're right. Like it's a, it's an original IP. I like it for that reason. I like that, you know, like there's a lot of movies where I complain about the tone shift and it not, you know, like not st quite striking a balance. I didn't have as big of a problem with that in this movie as I have with other movies. So, you know, I commend it for even pulling that off to whatever degree it is as well. Sure. 
So uh, I'm, now, Max, you got to say, okay. Yeah. yeah. Remember, remember what we talked about before the record. Now go. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm the asshole. I don't give a shit about Robert's feelings. So uh, <laughs> I, I think there was genuinely some fun times to be had here. But I do think overall, the movie takes itself too seriously for me to give it the leeway that it requires. Because there are so many stupid fucking decisions made by the people in this movie that uh, like I can't really... I can't really follow those characters. I can't follow that logic. And it does, if you're going to put the logic in there, ha- have it do something. But the the decisions to just like murder, uh, basically the human race for no reason when you have like easily better options that could be thought of in in two seconds. Uh, it really, it took me out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the actions. I mean, cool. I think it's a very human American thing to do that, though. But but continue. I agree, I agree in a way that. Really, <laughs> frustrates me honestly i'm like okay yes i think you're frustrated because it's too realistic (laughs) exactly because the military's in charge of it and they're going to make stupid decisions that get a lot of people killed for that is why starship troopers is like that great satire that is also like this is just what we would do like we would do this (laughs) yeah yeah essentially essentially that did come up i was basically like this is a good uh push to kind of encourage education. And they kind of do that in there. There is a lot but, of like STEM stuff. It does come down to is. science a lot. Exactly. But more than that, it, it kind of pushes like the military is dumb as hell and is going to destroy us all unless we like, unless we do something different. So like, I don't think that was as intentional because they also have a lot of, hey, the military is cool and they shoot guns mm. well. <laughs> it like, is. But like you said, it, what they're doing is truly just giving them days minutes it's it's only it's barely holding them back they don't have any when they when they have 30 fucking years at their disposal they want seconds that's what that that's what really offends me more than anything is that they have 30 seconds i mean they have 30 years and they they go for 30 seconds instead well they're all dead now okay it's their own fucking fault they're dead and they took millions of people along with them from every country in the world they killed them unnecessarily <laughs> it, those were the white spikes <laughs> it was well, bad decisions and white spikes um that'll do it for this episode <laughs> wow <laughs> on, the, on that note all uh, right yeah well yeah, i mean on, like any, any yeah we can we can wrap up but any any final thoughts before we go robert uh no i'm 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 glad you guys i forced you guys to to, to watch this i said we have to watch this no matter what um no of, of, that was just we decided since it was a big one coming out to do it um but uh i'm glad you guys watched it even if uh and hey, even if i'm watching the sequel alone <laughs> max what about you any final thoughts uh yeah i i come across really harshly it was it was fun it was a fun movie robert's right uh, go watch it uh support mitch yeah uh support mitch uh the what does this say here support mitch mitch was right cowan forever right okay yeah those are all the talking points yeah i forgot to read the whole thing but uh, basically yeah yeah you guys basically covered it all right are we good are we clear yep okay uh all right we'll see you (laughs) next time everybody all right bye bye